Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for checking out another episode. Uh, truly appreciate the support. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Still doing this thing, uh, nearly ten years into it now, and uh, so thank you for listening and sharing the show with friends. And um, but yeah, I'm glad to be here. Uh, today's episode features. The return of the Winks had a lot of fun catching up with Dylan and Alex of the Winks talking about a brand new EP they're working on and a big party they got planned. And we even do a couple stripped down live acoustic ones for today's show. So I hope you dig it. Uh, big thanks to Encapsulated Studios in Maplewood, Missouri for letting us hang out and record this one today. Check them out for your recording needs. Um, and uh, don't miss the big uh, Winks EP release party happening December 9th at Platypus with friends of the show Native State and Misplaced Religion. It's going to be a fun night of rock and roll out there. And uh, you can uh, also catch Misplaced Religion on a show I'm uh, a part of. I'm hosting a uh, the 45 at Diamond Music Hall on November 11th, uh, Saturday night. You can come out there and join us uh, as I, uh, I'll be introducing all the bands that night. But you got the 45, Outrun the Fall, Misplaced Religion, Modern Angst, and The Richters. And tickets available right now on eventbrite.com, so grab those. And come party at Diamond Music Hall in St. Peter's, Missouri. Uh, big thanks again, as always, to my friends over at Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri. Serving up all your craft beer needs. Over 25 rotating taps over there. So they sure to have a beverage just right for you. Uh, all kinds of uh, tasty drinks. But you also got all kinds of good food out there. You got your burgers and nachos. Flatbread pizzas, uh, pretzels, and uh, all that. Uh, your favorite bar food. You can find um, some live music out there happening on the weekends. And um, this uh, week, you got to kick off your weekend with Single Bingo Night. Thursday, November 9th is Single Bingo 1993. Friday is their Veterans Day celebration with a hops for hero event happening at the Winsfield location from nine to 10 with uh, live music from Steve Kyle. And then on uh, Saturday, November 11th, uh, we'll be uh, celebrating veterans day. So come out and be a part of that. Um, and then um, you've heard me talk all about it, but they've opened up a new location over the summer in Flint Hill, loca uh, Missouri, the uh, Fly High location, and I'm bringing a same great beer, but an all new dining experience, part of the Fly High kitchen, and you can get some great live music out there as well. On Friday, November 10th, Mickey Scott, and Saturday, November 11th, Corey Clapper returns. You can find their full 
beer menu, food menu, concert calendar, and more at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. Get plugged in with them on Facebook and Instagram for more info. And keep an eye out uh, if you are in the Hannibal, Missouri area. They are opening a new location for you. So uh, pretty exciting stuff. A lot of big things happening for Friendship Brewing Company. Again, get plugged in, friendshipbrewingcompany.com. If you need anything from me, feel free to reach out. Facebook, Instagram, rockpaperpodcast.com for everything. And hit me up on email, rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And with that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode with The Winks. Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Dylan Dunnigan. I'm Alex Ward. And we are two quarters of three halves of eight sixths of the Winks. And you're listening to Rock Paper Podcast, also available at rockpaperpodcast.com. Thank you. Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is a shame, covers nonstop, never know what. New kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. Double decker fudge round, rolling round town. Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero, he's your bestie. Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley. Podcast. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out today with returning guest, The Winks. Welcome back to the show, guys. I'd like to thank you for having me again, this and is, for having Ward for the first time. Yeah, this is uh, hey. Alex's first time on the show, though. Yeah, thank you, Shane. Yeah, man. Uh, very cool to meet you. Um we just met uh, a few minutes ago, but uh, this was what's fun about this show, man, getting to uh, meet new people and catch up with old friends. So I'm getting the best of both worlds today, man. Yeah, you're getting it from both sides. Yeah. And uh, we uh, we got brand new music to talk about from the Winks. We got uh, a new uh, EP, I guess, uh, uh, coming soon. So we're going to give you a little uh, talk about some of that and when you might be able to hear more of it. But uh, I uh, I just thought it'd be fun to catch up. I mean, it's been a long time since we've done one of these, and a whole lot's changed over the last uh, few years since we did one of them. So I figured we got plenty uh, to catch up on. But uh, I guess uh, being that Alex is uh, first time here, we should probably uh, start there and how you two uh, became friendly. How we yeah. uh, how uh, Alex joins the mix. Yeah, certainly. Well. Um- I've been playing music for a long, long time. I've been, um, let's see, I didn't start playing drums until uh, drums were like my fifth instrument, something like that. But uh, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> but well, we uh, can say shit and fuck, right? Yeah, you can okay. say shit and fuck if you want. Okay. <laughs> I always double check before I start. Well, that, anyway, I don't think it's possible for you not to say. <laughs> say <that>. Sometimes. <laughs> um, 
So let's see. Yeah, I started playing drums back in high school. And um, before that, I was recording. So I started started getting into audio engineering. And uh, I was playing saxophone in this instrumental rock band called Thrift Shop Lifters. And we were kind of, we were kind of like nerd rock, sort of um, prog instrumental. And funny enough, Calvin... Uh, our bassist in the Winks, he's a fan of Lobby Boxer, who oh yeah 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 who the the bassist of Thrift Shot Lifters is now the bassist for Lobby Boxer. So kind of a weird full circle thing there. Um, so basically through Thrift Shot Lifters, I got really into recording, and I was recording some friends outside of that project, and they had um, they had a drummer who left his drum set there, so. Uh, I had another project I was working on and I asked him to play drums on it. And then he gave me <laughs> kind of a Snyder remark. He was like, well, my drum set has been sitting down there. Why don't you just play drums on it yourself? At the time, I thought it was kind of snide. But um, looking back, it was a great opportunity. started playing drums uh, at that moment. And about 11 years later or so, um, uh, playing in the Winks, I was yeah. introduced to Dylan by Jesse Abshear. That's right. Yeah, Jesse from No Point. Yeah, I was at um, Ramp Riders Skate Park, and I met Jesse. He and I were both like the two skaters that were taking it kind of easy because I started I started getting into skateboarding just as like a hobby a couple years ago, very late in life. Dude, I can't picture you on a board. I'm not trying to be mean, but like I just can't. <laughs> You're like a rollerblades kind of guy to me. No, no. I, I have no shame. I pad up completely. I'm, you know, I'm 28. I don't want to get injured. So now I can see it. And like anybody that laughs at that, like, fuck off. Because you get about 26 and like you don't heal the same way. So right. Like if anybody's like 18 or 20 laughing at that, it's coming. And I'm going to yep. be right there when you break your fucking elbow. Yep. Yep. Yeah, dude. I do. Uh, <laughs> I do knee pads, elbow pads. Um, What? Like hip pads. And wrist guards so mm. yeah i'm like covered head to toe in, in in protection but anyway yeah i met jesse and i mentioned to him that i was looking for uh bands plan and i'd always wanted to be in a pop punk i know we're not sp- like specifically pop punk we have some influence there but um i would say this is as close as i could have hoped and um you know i love our style anyway um outside of the strictly pop punk music um so yeah, he reached out to me September, September-ish, August of 2022. Yeah, last it would have been, yeah, because it was several months. I actually talked to uh, Mark about two weeks ago, and it was August. Okay. So yep. August, September-ish, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so August of last year. Uh, Jesse is the guitarist and one of the singers for No Point. No Point. And you guys just know each other through Encapsulated, Encapsulated Studios. Yeah, well, I mean, we uh, we played, uh, we actually did like an old Riverdale set uh, with, oh. with the original drummer of the Wings, Alex Black, uh, a bunch of years ago. Jesse was in Radio Buzzkills for a little while, and just oh, we've, okay. been, we've been playing together for like 10 years. So well, I take that back. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've just we've been we've been all over playing Foo Bar and you know whatever basement show like the old Piss Palace and 
<laughs> you know, if you know, you know. <laughs> uh, and doing stuff like that. So yeah, I've known I've known Jesse and and them for for a long time. Nice. Yeah. And you might hear him uh, if you listen real closely. Yeah. You I might. was going to say give it a second, but all right. Nope, damn it. You'll, you would at least hear... <laughs> Play Barry. another one! <laughs> nope, you would at least hear Barry on the drums. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, uh, well, very cool. So you guys... Uh, so, yeah, I've been a little over a year as this uh, lineup. Is that correct, then? Yeah, I would say so. It'd be about a year because right before... Right before we found you, uh, I was putting out feelers for a bass player as well. Well, uh, we'll we'll come back full circle and explain all of this uh, in due time. This is like a M, M. Night Shyamalan thing going on here, or whatever. <laughs> right. You know, Tarantino. Tar- Tar- right Tarantino ish. Yeah. yeah, we're in part three. We're gonna go back to part two here in a second. Uh, and so, yeah, if it was Shyamalan, it would, there'd be a twist ending. Yeah, that's It'd right. Be like, yeah, see, that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> and Calvin's been here all <laughs> along. Alex <laughs> was a ghost the whole time. No, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna wake up at, like from a from a drunken haze, and I'm actually still 22. <laughs> and like this whole premonition was like, okay, you can do two things: really get what you want, or just keep playing music. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so we were, were putting out feelers for bass players, and uh, I used to work. I used to work at a place called Sam's Pizza back in Highland, Illinois, where I'm from. And uh, I had worked with Calvin one time and we started talking and we ended up talking about um, Drain You by Nirvana. It's like, I'm not a, I like Nirvana, but I'm not like, oh, bro, fucking Nirvana, dude. Like, you know, but like, I think Drain You is a beautiful song and I really love playing oh, yeah. it. And uh, fast forward, one of our old coworkers saw uh, Mitchell had seen, or Ponty Mitchelton, I'm sorry, uh, had seen, I was posting about a bass player. He goes, hey, dude, Calvin plays like, you know, you worked with him. So here's his number. Sweet. I asked, like, hey, man, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. He goes, here, like, what are your influences? What are you looking to do? And he goes, like, I play everything from, like, I think he was, like, I like Tool and Jazz uh, to the Foo Fighters and, like, Paul McCartney. And I went, boom, that's it. Like, because uh, i become, since we've talked, I'm a fucking Beatles freak. Yeah. I'm a McCartney freak. Like, that's, like, like my main thing now is, you know, just, like, learning those tunes and, like, stuff like that. So he said that. I'm like, okay, you got you peaked my ears up, you know. And then uh he came over, we had a couple jams. And um I'm like, yeah, this is this is the dude and now we've been going a little little over a year with Calvin as well. Very cool. Yeah, man. Um well you uh yes, I think it was like uh, I pulled it up. It was February of 17 we last spoke on the show, I think. And it was Holy you and Alex. Shit. Uh, black, like you mentioned, and that line. I think we sat at uh, Way Out Club. Yep. So uh, R.I.P. to Way Out yeah. Club, uh, which is kind of the fun part about doing this show too. Is like those timestamps like that to yeah. to see like you know. Uh, we, I mean, so many bands have like come and gone since then and stuff too. And like since I've been doing this thing and and venues and everything, it's just like. It's kind of fun to have these moments in time documented, uh, you know, for uh, the the you know the time capsule or whatever I plan to do with this thing, you know. So, uh, oh, definitely. So it's, it was fun to at least we had the had that recording there and stuff. So I remember you yelling at me because I was kept putting my beer bottle down too loud. <laughs> I think yeah. Well, I only had the one mic. I think at the time still. Yeah, yeah, you did. It was so, on the table. You're like, yeah, hey, like, right? That's it's, it's like it's right there. I'm like, oh yeah, my bad. So Are I'm you doing just basically a room mic? Back yeah, there? I had like a blue yeti tabletop mic. Ah, okay. Um, in the early days of the show, 
So come a long way since then. I can't believe that's been, so what, my math is right, six years? Yeah. So. Have I really not sat down and talked to you in six years? Well, I think, uh, you know, there was a pandemic or something like that too. And Oh, really? Uh, yeah, there was, I, I don't know, I read something about that. I w- what? Huh? Uh, so there was a... Uh, See, if anybody that knows me, like, I could say that and be like, you know what? He might not be kidding because that fucker was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but there was, uh, you know, it was just... Uh, Definitely, we. I think we tried doing one, and then didn't. We felt it fell through, but then. But I'm glad we were here today and making it happen. And it all seems like a time wise, it worked out because we do have brand new music to talk about. So, uh, oh, definitely, that's one thing I've learned about like getting older and uh, <clears throat> not have not of having a drink. Uh, it's been almost going on three years. Like, you know, you want the instant gratification of life and, and all that stuff. But like I've learned, and especially even the process of just getting to sit here with you, it's like, you know what? Like fucking breathe. Yeah. Sometimes things happen the way they happen. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I've kind of come to that. Like there's a lot of times I'll reach out to people that I like want to hang with and whatever, and it doesn't happen. And I kind of do get in my feelings sometimes, you know, I'll be like, and then I ultimately, I realize like it'll happen when it's ready to happen kind of thing. You know, yep. it's like it all works out and in the end it comes together when it's supposed to. And, um, so, uh, I do, uh, I do have the, some very similar feelings about it. Like, so, but anyway, I'm, I'm glad to hear, uh, that you are, uh, sober now. And it seems like, uh, I was kind of picking up on some of those. There are definitely a lot of lyrical themes in some of these songs, uh, not necessarily talking about your sobriety, but like. I feel like it kind of comes through some of this, some of these songs, you know, just kind of knowing you personal, personally and stuff too. Like, I feel like there's some songs like, like we played a song called Lush and uh, Live, which appears on this upcoming EP. And I feel like that's, uh, you know, obviously a lot about that, I think, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's even funnier. I wrote that when I was still drinking. Right. But it's like. I, I think for a long time, I knew that there was a problem, but like, you know, like a lot of people that go through, you know, alcoholism, it's like, you're not ready to address it because, you know, you either you're afraid of what's on the other side, you don't care, you know, you like being that messed up or, you know, in my case, I'm self-medicating. This is the only way I understand. And so that goes back to the fear of like, well, if I take this away, what am I going to do? You know, what, what else is like be sober? Mm-hmm. Like, God, no, that sounds fucking awful i need you know give me two beers before i walk in somewhere you know what i mean Matters if I'm gonna die. I 
just open up the bottle And it won't hurt after a while Just pass me another round Then I'll drift in between the lost and found I think I'm drowning with no water to die in Not getting any better because I'm not trying And yeah, so like fun story. I we've also I've been sitting on this EP for three years, literally. Um, so Mark Lyle used to be in the band. Now he's in uh, discrepancies, and they're they're going off and they're they're traveling really hard and playing some nice shows and yeah, opening for Tech Nine, opening for Tech Nine and stuff. And I'm like, that's <laughs> no fucking way. killer. Oh yeah, they yeah. just did a Hollywood Undead last yeah. night as we record this on the 23rd. Yeah. Hollywood Undead and Tech Nine show two, two no nights way. in a row. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And um, they dropped Riff a record down. this year too, I think. Yep. And uh, so you know they're they're doing stuff, but uh, uh, before all that, Mark, Mark, we and I were playing. We were down here and we recorded a record. And um, at the end of it, I I wrote Green Eyes, and I I actually showed it to Mike Jones, the owner of Encapsulated. I'm like, hey man, what do you think of this? He's like, honestly, at this point, we had an in depth conversation, and to sum it up, he was like, you have to choose now. It's like, do you want to do that stuff? That's fine. Or do you want to go full bore with this? And um, I looked at it and I'm like, well, you know, does you think it's going to be approachable, marketable? And at the end of the day, I, I write songs to write songs, but also I, I want to make a living at this. So I said, do you think it'll sell? You know, I'm not trying to, I don't believe in selling out whatever, but I just like, I want to, I want to make money to keep this going so I can push this to anybody that might enjoy it and have an outreach that I can't reach personally just doing DIY stuff. Right. And so we scrapped the record. And we started, we recorded Green Eyes over a few months. And then, um, so about that point, we have, and this is the the full circle to chapter one that I was talking about earlier. So Austin Johnson used to play guitar and he's on the album. Mark plays drums on, on the EP and then Braden McCarthy plays bass. We met Braden as well while we were getting ready to work on this stuff. Um, Austin ha- had a child with his partner. And uh, so I'm like, yeah, man, you're, you know, your dad now, like, you know, this stuff, what we're trying to do, it's going to clash, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he's like, okay, I got to go do my own thing. And I respect that. And I think he's been, I haven't talked to him a lot, but he's really happy. You know, little baby's real healthy and stuff like that. They're all doing good. I'm like, that's great. Um, a couple months later, Mark falls suit. And I'm like, okay, shit, this is, this is not good. Uh, right before that, I was seeing a woman and she left as well for you know i don't care to get into that um and then after mark left brayden had left too because he's brayden had told me this like you know this is something i really enjoy playing with mark and i don't know if i want to do it without mark and i'm like all right that's uh, that's respectable and so i had met our friend alex stewart uh, he used to play in the few and does stuff around town he played guitar with us for a while as well and then uh, we just had a brief conversation to where he's taking He's in his life, he wants different things and uh, his path has taken him somewhere else. So mm-hmm. we're uh, going to be having some friends fill in on guitar for us for right now and stuff like that. But uh, a, a 2022, 
at 29 years old and my birthday is next this weekend this or this monday a week from now has probably been the worst fucking year of my life i mean it has been shit and uh i'm i'm over it i'm over my 20s i'm over all of this uh you know not super stoked on a lot of things right now but um i'm glad that this is finally getting to see the light of day i'm really thankful that i met alex uh you know ward sitting right next to me here i'm really thankful that i met calvin because i probably probably would have either like picked up the bottle or like moved back home and just like just kind of gave up on just like you know what fuck it i'm done i'm I'm going back to the way i was just because like jesus christ i just kind of put through the fucking ringer yeah you know in the worst way possible yeah and uh but you know now there's a new light there's a new flame and it's just like all right and we just dropped the video the music video for green eyes and put out a teaser and the thing reached like 2000 views almost in like one day and i'm like oh shit you know, that's, yeah. we never had that kind of attention before. Yeah, we're I never working on really exciting things. Yeah. And so, like, it's just like, so, you know, the positive swing is at the very end of 29. At least it's not a complete shit show. But <laughs> right. for a minute, I'm, like, grinding teeth and punching walls and stuff and, like, breaking my hands up. Like, it was not good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been my backstory for the last year, at right. least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let's uh, let's get into Green Eyes, then. Uh, that's his, uh, the lead single. Uh, now available on all your digital platforms. And uh, like I said, the music video available uh, uh, the YouTube. Uh, is that good? Yeah, yeah. YouTube. We yeah. have the full video. The video is also directed by our friend John Weaver. Directed, filmed. Um, edited. Edited. Uh, the uh, He also pretty much had the artistic direction. Is that... Is that- directing uh, yeah uh you know basically i'm like hey we just want to do a performance piece and john's like i got you right. and so all the editing all the effects everything in the video is our friend john weaver from up in chicago we took a trip up there and filmed with him we're also signed with punk red punkhead slash hey pizza records now out of chicago nice. who's uh putting out the ep so we're doing vinyl tape cds and all that stuff but without further ado this is green eyes uh, live acoustic on Rock Paper Podcast. Show them 
It's a mystery that tears me apart Maybe I'll never understand it But now I dream of you from afar And goddamn I just can't stand it But that's just all hearsay I hope in my soul you're better off these days Break me down every time Untimely goodbyes Chasing dreams on a merry-go-round The past is here to this day Your memory won't fade And I just can't forget your crying green eyes Untimely goodbyes Chasing dreams on a merry-go-round The past is here to stay Your memory never fades And I just can't forget your crying green eyes Crying green eyes Your crying green eyes Yeah, if you want the uh, the full band version, again, like I said, hit, find your uh, favorite streaming platform and follow the links on there for more uh, music coming soon. Uh, this uh, will be gearing up, um, I guess, uh, December 8th will be the official release of the rest of the CP. Uh, so you'll be able to hear a whole lot more then. And, uh, and, we, um, and we'll have a big party. To celebrate the release of this brand new music. That very next night. Very next night over at the Platypus on December 9th with uh, good friends of the show, Native State and Misplaced Religion. So that's going to be a wild night over there for sure. We're going to we're, we're gonna hit them hard with some rock and roll music, I'll tell you that much. Um, I met Native State through Mark. And uh, those dudes are super nice. They're super hungry, and uh, they—they're great players. They're fun to be around. They know what they want. They know how to get it. And I love that. Fucking love that about you know anybody that's really serious about what they do. And so I'm like, you're the first call. You got. I told him like, you guys are the first call. I want you to be a part of this. And then uh, I asked a friend of mine, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm I'm wanting to split the bill up. I I wanted to start really diversifying shows. You know, not that it's like, oh, here's a country band, and now we're going to put on somebody that's influenced by Cannibal Corpse. Right. You know what I mean? Like, not that crazy, but like, uh, you know, we're we're kind of like, I call it Green Day meets the Beatles meets the replacements. Like, it's it's rock and roll, power pop, sure, pop, what, pop, pop, whatever the fuck, I don't know. There's a lot going on there, and the native state they call it sex rock. You know, it's just very groovy, yeah. fun. You know, but they're they rip, they're rippers, they're great players. 
And then a uh, misplaced religion is just like it's just it's just rock and roll. There's mm-hmm. like alternative. They just I don't know. They beat your fucking head in, <laughs> you know. And uh, so I asked a friend, I'm like, hey, I'm I'm wanting to diversify a bill. What do you think about? Right, like I have native state. I'm looking to round it out. And also, I love three band bills. My God, I'm I, I I'm I'm old, man. I'm gonna be yeah, thirty. I, I five four or five band bills. I mean, I'm trying to be in bed by eleven thirty, not fucking right. one thirty. Like Jesus, fuck, man. At at uh, how many bands was Diamond? That was four, four. Yeah. Oh, but they had them. They had them spread out quite a bit. They, yeah, they wanted to extend that night. I I got so tired by the end of the night. <laughs> I was uh I was running on like just. I was running on that ice cream. I had that ice cream beforehand. Hopes and dreams. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we got like halfway through that set. And I was just crashing like crazy. <laughs> We're going to yeah. get your diet squared away, boy. Yeah. My diet. My yeah. diet's fine. I, I, I will uh, I will indulge in ice cream or some sweets every <laughs> Although, once in a while. But. Like, what was it? The baseball players used to use like honey. Remember an old teacher that was a, was a ball player through college said they always had a bottle of honey. And if they needed a quick pep, they would... Hmm. Do that. Okay. Well, I think it depends on what era of baseball we're talking. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some would say some would say cocaine. Some would say chewing tobacco. Right, right. Would say honey. You know. Right. Uh, yeah. You, you, there's a lot of different ways to get a little pep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and methamphetamine should not be one of them. Right. <laughs> What's that? Uh, that Doc Ellis story, like uh, pitching on LSD or whatever. And oh the, God, and yeah. Like, uh, oh, I. Pa- was it Pedro? Yeah, it was, no, it was Doc, Doc Ellis is the pitcher. Oh, okay. And then, uh, but yeah, I'm like, I can't imagine like, and he like pitched like one of the best games of his life. And I, know, like, I think he literally threw a no hitter. Yeah. No. And like, <laughs> yeah, it's a remarkable story. And the guy like, you know, was, yeah, you know, hallucinating the whole time apparently and stuff like so. Didn't they say Wade Boggs like played a pretty, like had a pretty good game behind the plate as a batter at being like drunk as shit? That's probably sounds right because, like, you know, there's the whole, the sunny takes more risks, yeah, yeah. There's the the more it's always sunny in Philadelphia episode where they they do the whole thing. That's the only reason why I found out about it because, right. like, you know, sunny it's always sunny. I like that show a lot, and uh, they did a whole episode to where it's like, yeah, Wade Boggs flew from there to there, he proceeded to drink so many beers, and then he went some he went oh for or he not oh but he went something out of five at bats or something like or out of ten at bats something like that and so they were on a mission to drink all that beer on this flight and then get to where they were going i forgot where it was and then they would have to you know hit and like try to get hits you know like on 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 a ball diamond and Uh see if they could actually do it like wade boggs (laughs) yeah it's a good episode too but yeah I, i heard something about that as well yeah, man. Well, you mentioned uh, something earlier about uh, if this would sell, uh, having that conversation with Mike. And and uh, I think it's interesting that you brought that up because uh, not that, you know, again, not that you guys are um, exclusively pop punk, uh, but this era of music and a lot of what you guys are influenced by and uh some of the sounds uh are i feel like are as hot now as they've been in a long time really i mean you look at like uh when we were young festival like i was doing huge 
which was, uh, we were talking skateboarding earlier too. I was, uh, I saw a video of Tony Hawk jumping on stage with Goldfinger and singing, uh, Superman. So that was, Oh, uh, recently? Like this la- last weekend. Yeah. Oh, uh, nice. so I was like, man, that's cool that, uh, you know, getting Tony out there to sing it with him and stuff. So. Dude, they did a cover of In the City by The Jam, too, that he sang, which yeah. if you don't listen to The Jam, listen to The Jam. Yeah. Love that band. And uh, I was going to say also, uh, you know, Blink-182 dropping a brand new record. Yeah. And a oh, tour, fantastic. And a tour and stuff. Yep. I mean, like a lot of uh, what we grew up on and, you know, influenced by is still doing huge numbers today. So, yeah. Um, you know, so I think there's plenty of uh, fans that still love this music and uh, a lot of fun, uh, you know, want to get rowdy with their friends and have a good time and uh, get sweaty with you guys in places like Platypus and mm. other fine establishments around town. So uh, I'm excited to see what the, the response is for the rest of this music. Like I said, Green Eyes is already doing really well and um, get the rest of this record out there and show them what, what you guys got. Yeah, I know there's a, there's a couple more rippers on that record, it gets a little, or on the EP, uh, it, it gets a little heavier. It gets a little thrashier too. It's like, yeah. it's half sweet, you know, half tart almost, if you will. I, that's what I did like. Uh, I liked that uh, there, there's definitely a lot of variety in there. Um, you know, with the, <clears throat> the, some of the ones were highlighted, Dave, I feel like maybe are some of the, some of the more the sweeter side of, uh, of this collection of songs, but definitely there's a, uh, a couple on there that really uh, turn her uppers for sure. So, well, I know in like the old stuff that anybody listened to was very, very, very heavily influenced on Green Day, and um, you know, since I was majority listening to at the time, like that, and like GBH or the Exploited Casualties and stuff like that from you know UK, like the the street punk from back in the eighties. Yeah, and then uh, we cut the other record that we actually got rid of. I mean, I, we still have the files, you know, but like, uh, we just, I'm like, I don't want to put it out. That was like right in the vein of like Green Day, maybe a hair of like Foo Fighters. Like it was pretty much the same thing. And um, when Green Eyes came about, and that's the reason why I say I talk about selling and stuff like that. Like, honestly, I I, I took a moment after I had that conversation with Mike and I'm like, I, I got kind of concerned and like. It was the first time I really thought about the idea of like, is anybody actually going to fucking like this? I'd never written anything like that before. And anything that I had written never really made me feel that way. And so it's like, you know, honestly, we probably could have played it safe and put out the other stuff and, you know, kind of rode what's going on. But I still, I feel like there's just such a different vibe between Green Eyes and then the second track. They're, they're very different sounding songs. Right. And, uh, but like, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like, that's like a beacon in the night almost, if you will. When I, when I, that kind of perks my ears up more. So I started to listen to a lot of like power pop, a lot of like the replacements. I think Paul Westerberg became one of my favorites, you know, the lead singer and writer of that band. Uh, it's where he could really mix rock and roll and he could mix like punk influence and, and uh, old blues. And you really hear it in his later solo stuff, but you get around the album, Tim and please to meet me. And um, uh, let it be those records. Like, I, I mean, I put them on repeat. It was just like one after the other, after the mm-hmm. other and flip the vinyl and just go, go, go. And like that kind of inspired me to be like, you know, it doesn't have to be just this and just that. And I started really taking an inventory of what I liked and what's going on and what I can, 
yeah, you know, I like this part from that. And like, why do I like that there? You know, I, I just, and then, and then green eyes came out and it's like, holy shit. So now I'm just like, yeah, I don't, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> sort of deal. You know, hopefully it, uh, makes some traction. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it's, uh, we don't, uh, you'll have to wait, to, I guess, to hear it on, uh, December 8th, but, um, I wanted to talk about a, a song a little bit. I thought it was a, a, a little, a fun little thing, uh, in, uh, growing up. Oh yeah. Where you, your lyrics say, uh, like you broke something oh, and, then, yeah. and then it sounds like you broke the guitar string. <laughs> Is that like, I'm guessing all that was like in, was all like kind of intentional there. Like, it's not really like a broken guitar string, but the way it's like, like, it's like a, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, observation. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Great. Yeah. We, we totally planned that. Right. <laughs> no, uh, the, <laughs> the lyric idea, um, the, the first part of the song is, did you wonder if it would be this way? Now your life's turned out to nothing. Second chapter, you just turn the page. Oh, well, boy, isn't this just something? That was me being like really satirical and like getting into your 20s and like, hey, kid, we really didn't teach you much about shit of the real world (laughs) outside of school. Good fucking luck. (laughs) And um, and so it goes on later to where it's like, I I guess, God, it's been so long ago since I wrote. I wrote this song probably five years ago when just it just got on the burner to to get mixed and stuff like that in the last three years. Let's see. I've been working on the lyric videos. Let's see if I can help you out. Well, no, I, I'm thinking. I've been studying them like right. line by line. No, know, I, no, I got the, the I got the words. It's like I'm trying. I'm putting myself back to where I was like six yeah, years ago. Yeah. Sure. Um, it was there was the idea of like, I, I guess when it comes to like, it was the idea of like being able to make money playing music because I did that for for a few years in my early 20s and I could make it happen. And then we started like traveling and stuff. Um. So it's a, did you wonder if it'd be this way? You know, your life's turning to nothing. Second chapter, you just turn the page. I think I just broke something. I think that was like me, a comment on like breaking the mold of like, right. you know, go to school and be done by 22. And then like, here's your college debt. You know, and here's the job that you don't have a degree for because the degree you went for, the fields filled up by the time you got through schooling and you've just been set up with nothing. You have been fucking lied to and you have been beaten down by the system. Right. It's kind of... I guess where I'm coming from with that, that in particular, and just kind of the whole song, really. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I thought it was in- interesting to hear, like, just the uh, how the um, the music, you know, uh, magnified the lyric uh, there, and that kind of you know, like that it went together so well. And I wasn't sure if it was like how much you know, if it was all by design or, or how that worked out, but. It was. Uh, I thought it was really, really well done the way it worked out. Though. No, I think uh, Austin Austin threw that in when we <clears throat> tracked it here at Encapsulated, and um, I remember hearing it going like, "Yeah, that's cool." Yeah, you know, it's a little bit different because it's like you know it's all shiny and shimmery through there, and all of a sudden you just goes, "Whoa!" Right. You know. But I, it's just like it's. That's where my mind went. It's like when you say "broke something," it almost sounded like obviously be hard to uh, really record. A, you know, on. You know, in the middle of playing that song, throwing a broken string there, but like right. that's what I—that's what I imagine it would almost sound like. Would you know if he did break the string there? Oh like, sure, you know, like you know, just would yeah, kind of sound funny like that. So I'm gonna keep that in mind. Actually, yeah. I'm just gonna keep a pair of wire cutters on right. me. It's a broken yeah. string here. Right. Take, right. Right. Take, right. <laughs> take thirty. Yeah, take, yeah. <laughs> God, this is getting expensive. Yeah. yeah. Well, we could uh, we could 
you know, maybe insert that sound bite into yeah, this maybe. episode too. <laughs> we want, <clears throat> we want to, uh, we did want to highlight another one though. Uh, and this, uh, closes out the track or the, uh, EP. Uh, and, uh, uh, I mean, I don't know. I really like it all, but maybe my favorite track. Um, I really uh, enjoyed uh, just uh, much like uh, Green Eyes, just kind of a little softer side of what you guys do and being uh, not afraid to be vulnerable, you know, and especially making it more of, of an acoustic track. Uh, this song is called hopeless not helpless and um like i said mostly acoustic but there is a little bit of a electric slide work in there that i was really tasty and i think is a nice uh touch to the song but uh i think then uh in the lyrics that really caught me was uh uh i can't uh think of exactly but you're like um Wondering if the, if the, you were running out of time. Oh, yeah. And uh, you once were worried you're falling from far behind. Now I'm worried that I'm running out of time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like something I think about a lot. And like in my, Me own, too. my, own, my, <laughs> own, my own personal journey. And, and so it really, uh, really resonated for me, man. Like it's just, uh, you know, it's, it, I think that's uh, the thing about um, great songwriting that, you know, this is pulled from your story, but also can be applied to about anybody's story. You know, whatever, there's all kinds of other people, whatever, whatever their journey is, it's where they feel like they're running out of time, you know, like whatever it is, you know, so that kind of, that kind of sentiment, you know, like a lot of people can, the lyrics in this are vague enough to where you can really associate it with your own life, whatever's going on in your story. So that's what I've always, uh, always kind of tried to do is be able to get a point across, tell a story and make it relatable as much as I can. Every now and then I have a tune that's very straight to the point. Right. You know, there's no room for interpretation, but, um, that one hopeless, not helpless I actually had a conversation with my with an old friend of mine, Adriana. Uh, I haven't talked to her in years, actually. But um, she was talking about some stuff that she was going through at the moment. And then uh, I I have, uh, I used to have, uh, luckily, you know, knock on whatever the fuck. Um, I used to have really bad panic attacks. And um, uh, my anxiety... It was like through the roof and you know the depression comes with that pretty much but like i was constantly in a state of like i'm gonna fall over dead i mean if you saw me i would almost even be checking my pulse at my neck thinking is my heart too slow or too fast i mean i was so just absolutely fucking flipped neurotic and uh and it's it just like it scares the shit out of you but you know there's nothing wrong. It makes you feel crazy, but you're not crazy. Your brain is just on overdrive, autopilot. And so that would that would send me also into the external crises of thinking about time and thinking about what you got left here. Because like I'm walking around. I walked around for years thinking I'm just going to fall over fucking dead. Right. No, no, you know, whatever, you know, 
like fucking cocaine I did or like whatever alcohol I drank, no, like any of it doesn't like I'm going to do this and I'm, I'm, I'm out. And it's, you know, it's just like I lived that way for, for a long time and didn't understand why. And luckily I got to start therapy earlier this year. And like, I really got to break down some of those walls nice. and start to understand that. And so like, luckily, uh, that trigger and stuff like that doesn't happen for me as much anymore. Every now and then I still get a little weird, <laughs> But like, yeah, so it's like, that's, that comes from me just to being like, just out of my fucking mind, man. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, cause like at the time, Adriana and I would talk back and forth, like I said, about what she did. And then like, I'd have my panic and she kind of helped each other for a little while just by, Hey, yeah, I get that versus I get that. And here's this perspective. And so it was literally just a conversation with this friend, uh, just sparked a song. Yeah. I think even, you know, like some of those lines could be, you know, reflective of like, maybe you think this relationship's running out of time. Exactly. You exactly. Know, whatever, it's not even, yeah. Whatever it could be. And like, so I think that's what's, you know, I don't know. It's really a great song. And uh, here it is right now. Exclusive sneak peek at the studio version. Yeah, yeah. That you will hear. Yeah, do it. Full uh, EP on December 8th. Take your worry-laden mind Just leave it all behind Let the past be in the past As the future comes to you So your ripped and torn heart Some wild oats leave scars But the pain you feel Says it means That it's something true Soft-spoken tongue Break the rule of thumb The anger that flows Says it means More than most to you Don't wait For your time to come Leave songs left unsung when the sands of time drain You look up as the piper's call is due Spend your life searching 
And uh, again, uh, join us December 9th to hear it live, hopefully, right? Yes. I'm sure it'll be on the set list that night. Yes, we're going to play the full thing. Yeah. Might not be exactly front to back, but it's going to be the full kit and caboodle. Nice, man. Very cool. You should have heard the first time I attempted those slide parts, too, in that. It sounded like a fucking dying cat. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. What, an electric or acoustic? Yeah. Electric. Oh, when sure. I do the actual slide parts. Uh-huh. No, no. It, when I play acoustic, it always sounds like a dying cat. It's fine. <laughs> I was used to that. Yeah. But we, um, I was listening to, I, I, I put on like LA Woman, stuff like that from the doors. And then I, I listened to American Idiot again for the first time in a while. And out of body and out of mind. Give me Novocaine. Uh, there's a little mm-hmm. part yeah. in between the verses, that first and second verse, that there's yep. a little slide. And I'm like, I heard that. I'm like, you know what? I could do something. I want to, I hear something like that here. And so I just, yeah, I'm like, I want to try a slide and like kind of make it spacey and yeah. big. It's got that vibe to it. And that's how that came to be. Yeah, it's just man. something that popped in my brain. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mentioned, uh, <laughs> um, you know, it was, it was just, it was a very serious moment, but I thought uh, of a funny thing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, You're one of those two, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, just because it was today, just happened today, but. Uh, you so had you, to put you, Chester, a little kitty, down. Yeah, right. <laughs> Footbarded, yeah. you know. That's. With <laughs> me. It was, uh, you as you were talking about uh, your heartbeat and stuff, um, I was listening to The Honeydew with Ryan Sickler, one of my favorite podcasts. And uh, he had a guy named Country Wayne on today who's a uh, comedian, just uh, dropped a big special on Netflix a little bit ago and and all this. But he, so the whole idea behind the show is highlighting the lowlights. That's their tagline. He ta- They talk about a lot of kind of messed up stuff that in their past or, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like they try to make fun and have a good time with it. But a lot of it's a lot of serious undertones to a lot of it. And, uh, and then, uh, his, his, he talked about the struggles of, uh, you know, he was, um, so country Wayne had, uh, seven children by the time he was 22. Oh, fuck me. And, uh, <laughs> that so, guy could pull out of a fucking yeah, driveway. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's basically what he was saying. He was like, he was telling Ryan, he's like, you ever, he's like, why pull out? I feel so good. Or something. Fuck, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it was like, uh, <laughs> man, they got pills for that shit, buddy. <laughs> right. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was country fucking, Wayne, country yeah. fucking Come Wayne. on, country Wayne. So he, uh, but you know, he, so he talked about how he got to the point where he had these, all these babies to feed. And so he started, you know, hustling and he was, uh, dealing drugs and, um, and he was actually dealing drugs with his dad. And <clears throat> there was a moment where he told a story about that his, uh, dad, they got some new supply in, uh, and he only, he sold cocaine and he said he got some new supply in and <clears throat> his dad was the tester. Oh, and, fuck. And, uh, <laughs> tested this, uh 
stuff. And he said he snorted like uh, seven grams or something. Like it was like a lot. And he's like, uh, and he's, you know, he's like, man, this shit ain't nothing. He's like, I'm calling him back in the morning. We're going to send this stuff back. Like this this ain't doing nothing and all stuff. And then he's like, he said like an hour later, he calls him and he's like, it's not a lie. The stuff's working. <laughs> it's like, oh, like, and uh, he's, but he said he felt like he had two heartbeats. Like he's telling, like he's like, said his heart was like racing so much and stuff. And he's oh like, God. was afraid to get up because he thought he was going to like, you know, die if he did. And like, oh, like, I don't know. It was just like, it was a crazy ass story, but <laughs> yeah. it made me laugh so hard hearing him tell it. And like, so, um, but anyway, that's, uh, uh, where my mind started to go, <laughs> yeah. going back to as you were That's talking. That's fucking funny. Yeah. Sounds like you listen to a lot of podcasts. I do. I mean, yeah. I, I got, I work, uh, Hey, game recognizes game. Yeah. I'm oh, sure. I got <laughs> a lot of time with my headphones at work. So I get, you know, I was always looking for something new to listen to. Uh-huh. And, um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of the f- format and, and, uh, I'd listen to, uh, mostly comedy ones, mm-hmm. probably, um, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of my favorite comedians all, you know, that's, <laughs> those are guys why I started doing this anyway. We just started, we just rewatched the, uh, the episode where Burke Krush, Kreischer, Kreischer, yeah. Kreischer comes on with Tom Segura, two bears, <coughs> oh, man. was it two bears, one, uh, one cave, one cave, uh, the, the Kool-Aid part. Oh man, that's, that's huh? so much Kool-Aid. Yeah. I just like. <laughs> This is a podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom Segura's got a podcast. Oh, okay. I'll send you the link and you can watch it. It's so yeah, fucking right, funny right. when he's just You'll like... Yeah, Bert, Bert and Tom do two bears, one cave together. Oh, together. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, that's the two bears. And uh, they got... Uh, Bert comes in with like this giant water jug. Like, uh, you know, it's like a full gallon. It's so good. And he starts... <laughs> he's like sipping it and he's like, what do you got in there? He's like, Kool-Aid. And he's like... <laughs> And then, like, uh, you know, they just start laughing. Like, Tom's, like, pissing himself laughing that he's, you know, got Kool-Aid and a grown man drinking a, a gallon of Kool-Aid and stuff. And he's like, it's so much sugar, man. People, people want walk by you and think, good for that guy? He drinks that much water? So Kool-Aid. It's like, he progressively gets higher yeah. and higher until he's squeaking like a mouse. Right. Yeah, he's like, no, no, it's a low sugar. <laughs> it's like, shut up, like, Bert. It's like a classic uh, one, yeah. Yeah, it's it's so like it doesn't matter. Like if you're not there, like you, you still think it's funny. Yeah. yeah, like you, it's like it's one of the, it's one of those rare infectious laughs to where it's like you just can't stop because oh, yeah, once they yeah. go, you go, and even like you're just not even sitting there watching it happen. Right. You're still like you're laughing at that shit. Yeah. Like take and I love my favorite comment though, and that entire thing goes right after the big the first big laugh. Tom Segura goes, Wait, take me through your morning. <laughs> and the fucking production crew just fucking loses yeah, it behind him. Because yeah. I'm like, you know what, Tom Segura, that's a great question. Bert, go. All right. And he's like, I make a double iced coffee. I go for a four mile run. I take a shower in the swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> and then I proceed to have like Two 64 ounce containers of, <laughs> of fucking Kool Aid. Hundred. He goes about 120 ounces, and he takes a big drink. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, he's a mess. Which I don't understand that. I have a hard enough time just trying to drink water because I just forget. You know, I normally drink just water or like a tea or coffee. Yeah, man. You don't own a water bottle. I've noticed. <laughs> no, no, I own a. Uh, I own a, a a tumbler, but like I lose the shit. I'll lose it. Oh. I, oh god yeah i'm bad that's why i don't <laughs> yeah. take it anywhere you know i noticed yeah <laughs> I, I i carry a water bottle with me like everywhere 
But I noticed on our trip this weekend. Yep. But like, I'm just trying to, yeah, we just got back from a T1 Fest in Chicago, which by the way, check it out. It's a uh, punk, pop punk music fest for uh, all proceeds go to finding cure and stuff like that for type 1 diabetes. And um, nice. we just got back from that this weekend. But like, you know, so Tom's or uh, Bert, Bert's like, oh, I drink 120 ounces of this a day. Yeah. Like I have my body's just like, hey, could you give me more than like 10 ounces of water? <laughs> Like I'm so bad. I'm like, how do you fucking do that? Yeah. And I like water. You know, I don't want. I don't want to not drink water. I'm just like, I don't know. My brain doesn't focus like that. It's like, oh, the thing you need to live. Eh, you don't need that. Right. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, so when you guys are on the road uh, on your uh, travels there like that, uh, what? What's uh, nutter butters? Nutter butters. What's on the radio? <laughs> what, what do you guys? What do you guys find yourself? Uh, listening to what who's running the who's djing well i mean this last trip calvin was mostly djing with with special requests yeah yeah um let's see a song that stuck out to me that i actually listened to today was fucking blink well wait wait no i'd already been listening to blink um oh shoot what's the song give me a second (laughs) uh oh my phone is we went we went from everything from like king gizzard and like the ocs to uh, like the Oh, Republica. What was the song there? Oh, I know you're talking about. It. I couldn't tell you the name. Yeah, okay. but I hear it was it. a Republica song. I'd never yeah. heard of the band, but I yeah. liked it. And the Beatles. Uh, we we literally did some jazz instrumental tracks. I mean, just literally everything. Yeah, everything. Do you guys have a uh, song uh, currently on repeat that uh, you know and that's been in your head or on the playlist a lot? Hmm. Um, me personally, one of my favorite songs and one of my favorite bands is the Struts song called one night only that song. I think it's stuck in my head. Well, it was stuck in my head for a long time because I used to work out at, um, planet fitness and they play these music videos on TVs, which is really distracting. I don't (laughs) like it (laughs) because I just like, you know, I, my eyes just go up to the TV, but they would play the same playlist on repeat like every single hour. So they played One Night Only by the Struts like maybe once an hour. Right. <laughs> so and I even told the band this. Yeah. Uh, we Dylan and I went to go th- see the Struts and uh and We actually we, hung out with them for a minute. Yeah, yeah. I was at the pageant, they came yeah. came into the back nice. and I was like, I gotta tell you guys, uh I found out about your band through Planet Fitness. And they're like, Oh, Planet Fitness, really? <laughs> I'm surprised they were just like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I'm sure they were, but they were just being polite. I love doing the thing, too. So I was talking to Addo, is his name on Instagram, Addo Struts, uh, their guitar player. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm like, I'm a, I'm a guitar nerd. I love the amps. I could tell you, like, oh, the year of the Les Paul, whatever. I'm like, I looked at him and said, hey, what year is that Les Paul Jr. you're playing? He's like, oh, about 60, mate. I'm like, dude, that's cool as shit. And, you go, and he goes on, and I'm like, and I just watch his face go. Oh shit! Like, does he actually like know stuff? Because like <laughs> yeah. he, they get used to like, oh, I like your blue guitar, and he's like, oh great, you know, like just because some some people just don't know or they're not musicians. Sure. But I'm over like, no, I like that guitar because I'm, you know, crazy about the stuff. Right. And so he's just kind of like the fuck, you know. <laughs> so that was fun. But no, they put on a hell of a show. Oh like, yeah. I, I like the struts. Like I started listening to them after that. I love those guys. I would uh, definitely. But, I mean, some. I would say. 
like the power pop. That's that's pretty power pop. Oh God, glam, no! That's, glam rock. That's glam rock and roll. Power pops okay, are I guess different. Not. Yeah, you gotta look. You gotta get to <laughs> Nick right. Lowe, my friend Kurt Baker. God, I love Kurt Baker so much. Is really good at power pop. Nick Lowe, Nick Cave, uh, the Sweet, and um, Fountains Slade. of Wayne. That's bites like pop punk. Fountains of Wayne? No, it's not. The little their their big hit is to me. I'll have to look them up. I might be wrong about sure, that. I'll right. have to dig more into the back catalog. But like Power Pop was like way bigger in the seventies with like Slade and Cheap Trick and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. We did not we did not prepare for this interview. <laughs> this part of the interview. We we needed to come with an exact definition of power pop. <laughs> well, I came with the exact definition yeah, of power okay. pop. Okay. Maybe I'm just kind of finding about <laughs> out about power well, pop. But I'm like Fountains of Wayne. Well, the cool thing is Alex is a little bit more modern in his music taste, I feel like, than I am. And I am, like, pfft, way back in the, the the olden times. Like, I know you like older stuff, too. But, like, that's yeah. where, like, I'm getting my draw from. So, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm all about Cheap Trick. And I'm all about, like, Nick Lowe and Nick Cave and stuff like that right now. I, I just like that kind of vibe. Um, I do think, like, uh, genres are kind of weird. They are. Like, I do think they serve a purpose for certain things but also i feel like in this exact moment like this like most of them people don't n- know what falls into what you know yeah. kind of thing like either it could be under an umbrella of rock but there's so many right variations of rock or oh, what sure. you know and like i think it's this but i think it's that and like you know or the band could be both and it's like it yeah. doesn't you know it doesn't there because they have certain songs that lean this side that side you know it's like so it's kind of a weird thing to say like to to lump a one a one band into any certain genre unless it right. is just under the rock or you know whatever hip-hop or oh, whatever yeah, that, you know whatever that branch is but yeah and streaming and uh listening to music on the internet is so algorithm based now right. that it i would say the only importance in Labeling, labeling those genres is that, but also kind of in a mar- like in a there's marketing a, there's sense. A, there's a big importance in labia ing. We'll talk about that later. Lab- <laughs> <Yeah>. Labeling <laughs> and labeling them that way. <laughs> is uh, that what I said? Yeah, I heard li- like the word labia was coming out. Oh, la- labeling, labying, and yeah. I'm like, yep, yep, right, he's right. going there anyway. But that's a, that's for the next podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, but no, I, I agree. It's... Adult, adult time, you know, with with Shane Presley, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know. <laughs> But uh, no, I, yeah, I, I agree. There's yeah. so many, like alternative is such a wide range sure. of subgenres. I noticed a lot of my favorite bands, they sound like them, regardless of what you call them. Sure. You, know, you could say someone, this band is this genre. It's, yeah, but guess what? They they still sound just like them. Like yeah. no one, no one really sounds like them or they try to sound like that like that's i i really love the individuals mm-hmm. like the band is one of my perfect examples they go from like a song like up on cripple creek to about 10 years later they have a song called ophelia two totally different things like you would almost think they're two different bands that are doing it sure but like their growth and the way they do things is incredible and uh well, i uh <clears throat> i started listening to a bunch of uh I mean, not that it's anything new, but uh, listened to a bunch of Stones the other night, uh, Rolling Stones, and they, because the new record came out, and I was listening to oh, that, yeah. and then uh, I could check that out. And um, also, I got inspired because uh, uh, Keith was on uh, 
Howard Stern show and he was, and it was really a fun interview and they were talking about some of the old songs. So I wanted to go listen to some of those and, but you know, I mean, ultimately they're a rock and roll band, Yeah, but they have country songs, they have disco songs, they have, you know, they have every, like a a wide mix of uh, music. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, anyway, it was, uh, it's interesting that they took, uh, you know, he said, Keith said, you know, he said they took blues music and they sold it back to America. You know, they just, (laughs) (laughs) he's right. uh, So, um, (laughs) it's kind of interesting that he, that, and then I think it's also funny that you're talking about McCartney and Beatles because they actually gave them their first song that, uh, their first, uh, John did original. Yeah. That they cut and really so i yep. think and he's like yeah here we like here you guys have the song and wow john that. john looked at him said they, they had like, hey what can we do when the stones were starting out and john goes well if you want any real success you've got to you got to do your own stuff right and this is like 1963 oh sure yeah it's, it's, it's insane like john <laughs> lennon's like hey write your own shit yeah <laughs> here, here's one to get you started yeah and now you have the rolling stones yeah he um howard pulled up a bunch of stuff like that Keith wrote, uh, Keith and Mick, I guess, co-wrote a lot of these songs, like, that they didn't s- sing. And uh, and it was, like, their practice, I guess, like, as they were, like, learning how to write their own songs. And they g- gave a lot of them away to people, and they cut them. And, and um, so, and a lot of them, Keith, act like he f- totally forgot all about. But it's, like, it was interesting to hear, like, some of these songs and stuff. So it was really a good interview. If anybody's a any bit of a Rolling Stone fan at all. Like, uh, it was fun to hear Keith talking about some of this stuff because he doesn't do a lot of interviews either way. Yeah. And especially an in-depth thing like that, or like talking to Howard for that long. And, uh, I didn't know he recorded like, uh, some of the stuff, like, uh, uh, what was, uh, I can't think I'm bling on the titles, but he did one of them, like with an acoustic guitar, which I thought for sure had to be an electric guitar, but the way he had it tuned and like, they ran it like, uh, well, I guess they mic'd on the amp or however they did it, like, uh, but it got, gave it enough fuzz to sound like an electric, even mm-hmm. though it was all recorded on acoustic. So, yeah, you that's could, cool. You could take a pickup like that and just crank the shit out of right. it and just push the signal and do stuff like that. Like, there's cool technology yeah. with the miking acoustics and things, it's rad. And then, uh, Keith just has a sound, man. Yeah, that, that is to this day, I saw them 21. Right, was the last tour that they did at the Enterprise Center here in town. They right. kicked off the tour here. And uh to this day, that is the biggest fucking guitar tone I've ever heard in my life. When they jumped into he did Happy, which is like the one song he sang, and then they did Start Me Up. I have never heard a guitar sound that big before. That blows me away. And like, you know, he's playing a telecaster through fenders, and they're cranked to like fucking eight, and there's no digitation or digitizing there's no yeah i just made a new word digitation uh there's there's no uh computers or there's i'm sure they have some stuff through ableton for the lights or whatever but like there's no pedals there's there's no it's just it's just fucking amps and hands and guitars and like i'm just dumbfounded by stuff like that i that stuff floors me and that's what i like to try to do as well Cause like, I don't, you know, I could probably, you could probably prove me wrong sitting here, but I have yet to hear like a fractal or like a, a line six or a pedal sound that fucking big. And if, and if it is, I'll, I'll sit here and say I'm wrong for sure. You know, I'll, I know when I've been bested, 
but I haven't heard anything sound like the way Keith Richards sounded that night. Yeah. It's only rock and roll, man. But I'll lock it, <laughs> you know. I really got into um I got a couple I got a couple tunes uh when I paint my masterpiece by the band written by Bob Dylan stuck in my head. Ophelia uh by the band as well. Don't think twice it's all right by Bob Dylan has been rolling around there. Uh Oh Darling by the Beatles will forever has a spot and just never leaves. It's <laughs> constantly literally it's like the op, the the pop-up ad that you can't get rid of. <laughs> right. It's it sits in the background literally any time of day you could ask say, "Hey Dylan, what verse are you on though, darling?" I'll be like, "Oh, second one." Right. Like you know, about right there where Paul ramps up. <laughs> and uh, but my latest musical obsession has been a band called Lucius. I don't know if you've ever listened to them or not, but it's Jess and Holly. I think they're like an indie pop duo, which I indie whatever, but like they're they're so much more than that. They're they're they take care and their stuff like they're they can do disco stuff. They put out a disco dance record, which is incredible, called Next or uh Oh my god. I I just I saw them on the tour. They just came by earlier this year, last year. Next to Normal is on the album. Is one of my favorite songs. Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. I can't think of that record because I want to plug that for them so bad because it's so good. Uh, they have a record called Good Grief that has Dusty Trails. It might be my favorite song of all time right now. Hmm. And it's it's in, it's an incredible, it's like a newer, almost Americana song or something. But their, their, their vocal harmonies are just incredible. Their writing is fantastic. Lyrically, they can tell a story and send a message. And they literally have, they have synchronized their vibratos. When they harmonize, they sing two different notes, but they they oscillate the same. Hmm. I they they drive me fucking insane. Yeah. I'm like, you are the greatest That's thing crazy. I've ever seen. And uh, I I have yet to see another band come out in the last few years that has hit me like that. And I just found them on a whim. Yeah, but they're they're fucking incredible, and they sound just like the records live. And uh, yeah, please listen to Lucius. That's one can... of my favorite things when you just like stumble upon your favorite next favorite band. All of a sudden, you're like, whether you go to a show and you catch the opening band oh, yeah. or whatever, you know. And it's like, man, where but where but they've been all my life, kind of thing. It's like yeah. I was sitting at home on like a Monday night. It's like uh, I had been pretty broke for a long time too. With just, uh, I had COVID a couple times when I first moved to St. Louis, and then um, I, uh, uh, the company that I had worked for, sent me a 1099 because I was, you know, contracted in for a while, and I didn't prep for that because I didn't think about it. Whatever, you know, it's, it's all on me, regardless. And so, it got to a point to where I could put some money put back. I'm like, I can go do a few things here and there, and I was just thumbing through Facebook events. What can I take care of? Or what can I go see that night? And I saw Lucius at Delmar Hall. I looked up a YouTube video and it might have been next to normal. And I'm like, okay, this sounds good. I like their voices. Like, let's go check it out. When I left, my fucking jaw was on the floor. Yeah. You know, I'm like, this is this is crazy. Like, why are they not playing minimum the pageant right now? Right. Yeah. And so like ever since then I'm the biggest cheerleader for Lucius. Nice. Love them to death. Uh I've had the uh, Burger King theme song in my, <laughs> oh, no. stuck, in, stuck in my head lately. I just think the, about that dope ass uh, crown and and uh, ring wearing King that they yeah. had for the marketing campaign oh, yeah. for a long time, and he's just like at war with McDonald's, like you know, okay and drive bys and shit. Yeah, but I, I just uh, just been on in my head and just whopper whopper whopper. whopper. What? You know, just, <laughs> 
Can't Let say I know BK, that one. <laughs> have it your way. You rule. <laughs> so <clears throat> that's some good marketing. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's an earworm. <clears throat> yeah, it's yeah. Been, definitely been on a loop uh, the last couple of months. I had the so. the uh, the Arby's one that ever get you. Uh, we have uh, the, the meats. meats. Oh yeah, that's uh, Ving Rhames. Really that does that, which is I think is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> bringing it back to Tarantino. Yeah, uh, right. If you're playing at home, on your, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and mark yeah, that one off yeah, your bingo card yeah. for today. <laughs> uh, yeah, he uh, Bing Rames uh, in uh, one of my favorite roles in Pulp Fiction when he's a uh, you know has, <laughs> no man, man, I'm pretty, pretty fucking <laughs> far from being oh yeah, I was right there with yeah, you, bud. So uh, I think that's that's a classic line. Who does Marcellus look like? <laughs> Yeah. Does he look like a bitch? Yeah. I know it's not the, you know it's Sam Jackson obviously, yeah. but that's still it's a great so, line. I mean that movie's just full of quotables, man. You know I just had this conversation with somebody too about Tarantino and like fuck it, let's go there. What up with that dude in the feet? <laughs> I don't know about that one. Like man, yeah. uh, he has like two movies I really enjoy. Well, one honestly at this point, Reservoir Dogs. I think it's a great film. I think there's a there's a cool story. The, the characters and the casting is right. You know, I like Pulp Fiction. It's not, for me, it's not great. It's like, oh, okay, I'll watch it because it's just a weird fucking film, sure. But like, what the fuck, Tarantino? Yeah. Wait, you didn't like Inglorious Bastards? No, okay, love that. Any chance I get to watch Brad, a Brad Pitt beat up on some fucking Nazis yeah. in a fan? <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs is great. I forgot I forgot about uh, Inglorious Bastards. No, love that tune. Yeah. Or love that movie. But yeah, so like those are my two. Yeah. Other than that, like, dude, are you just trying to suck on Salma Hayek's toes like the rest of your life? What the fuck's going on I here mean, with that guy? I mean, who isn't though? You know. <laughs> you know what? God damn you! God damn you, Shane! Man, uh, You're not wrong. Man, the Hateful Eight. That. I, I think he's the one director who could do like, who could ever do a 45 minute. Did you see the the Hateful Eight? Oh yeah. Yeah, it was that that uh, carriage scene was like forty five minutes long. Any any argument I had, sorry, oh, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, any no, argument I had against like Tarantino or whatever just got dropped after that comment. Who's not? Yeah. We could all be Tarantino. Yeah, right. I, I kind of want to be Tarantino now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, less creepy though. Yeah, yes, yeah, way, uh, way less feet. Yeah. yeah, not a not a foot guy. You look less like a cashew. <laughs> yeah. I told my buddy about uh, he he uh, there was uh, a <clears throat> when they did the Grindhouse uh, double feature. Uh, uh, death. What was it? Death Trap. I think it's the name of the movie. Death, I don't know. Is that? A Tarantino movie? Yeah, it was him and Robert Rodriguez did a like a double feature together. Oh, I think, right. I heard it, about that. I don't remember what it was called. I think it was. I think that, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. But in the other one's called Planet Terror, and this is Robert Rodriguez one, and Tarantino's in it. And uh, I was telling my buddy about this scene, and like he said, he didn't have no idea about it. But there's a part where he's kind of like this like uh, police officer or guard or guard kind of character kind of thing and he <clears throat> so there's like a radioactive <laughs> shit starts like uh and he's like his skin starts melting 
And he's like, oh shit. And he like starts like, uh, and he's like, I think he's gonna, I don't know, I can't remember exactly all the details, but he's like, I think he's gonna go in there and he's like, gonna try to get with this girl. And he pulls down his pants and his dick just falls off. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and, uh, ah! and it's like, uh, <laughs> some of my buddy like said, yeah, no, I was just telling him about it. And he's like, and it just made me laugh thinking like, of all the Tarantino roles. Like, that's what, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> was such a funny one to me. So, and that was him in the in that role. Was he? Yeah, that's what good. But it wasn't directed by him. No, was, he's just okay. uh, acting in that movie. But wow, that gives me a little bit of leverage because I know he put himself in the role and created a fucking role to suck on yeah. Selma Hayek's foot. Right. So it's like at least if he put himself in the role to like have his dick get <laughs> yeah. get pulled <laughs> right. off, yeah. I'd be like, you know what? That's fair. We're even, now, <laughs> yeah. Tarantino. Yeah. We're even. But yeah. nope, not quite. You still owe me something, bud. <laughs> Nope. That's weird. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I think that's probably a good place to stop. Uh, <laughs> probably... We can't let have we can't have Tarantino have the last laugh. Yeah, can we summarize here? I, I, think, it, I think once you've Sucking had Tarantino's dick falling off, that's like, uh, <laughs> that's you know, you've talked about it all. Then I think like, uh, uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, I mean, what's more rock and roll than that, you know? That's true. You got to rock till your dick falls yeah. off, man. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's how I live my life. <laughs> Dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, again, uh, you can find uh, the winks on your Facebook and Instagram. Get plugged in on the socials. Find the uh, music video for Green Eyes again on your YouTube and hit subscribe. And uh, be sure to follow along on the uh, your favorite streaming platform. Uh, we do have a, a pre-save link, right? We'll yes, be, uh, we have uh, a pre-save for Spotify. Uh, if you're not using Spotify and you're on title or deals or whatever, like grow up. <laughs> Just kidding. You can still add. It's pre-save for Spotify. Pre-add. Yeah. Oh. Music. See, but, like, why couldn't we all get together and it's like, hey, the term is pre-save. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, could the streaming services just give us that? Right. No. Apple Apple just has to be different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do... Well, they have to copy off everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> but please do, because, uh, I mean, I don't know if, any, if people talk about it, some, but those numbers really help, uh, especially for independent groups uh, trying to get placed on different playlists and things and, like... I mean, all those numbers help uh, getting those pre-saves in there. So, plus you'll be notified as soon as the day comes out. Yeah, so you get your nice little uh, alert that uh, hey, you got brand new Winx music to listen to today. So, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for saying that too, because it's like uh, we just made the comment about the outreach that the the reel we put out got, and um, you know, you know, the likes and stuff like that are incredible, and we're glad to see people paying attention. But you know. It gets down to brass tacks, you know, please do the pre-saves. Please, if you really like Green Eyes and, and the rest of this EP, pre-add it, pre-save it. Please put it on your playlist. Share it with your friends if you think they'd like it too. Like that's when you want to talk about supporting the local scene, that's legitimately where it comes from now. It, it comes from actually getting down and doing stuff like that. And taking action. And taking yeah. action. You know, we like I said, we appreciate the likes and the shares on Facebook. You know, it, we know that you're watching and you're paying attention and we're thankful for that because now we keep tabs on you. You know, <laughs> right. yeah. But, and, uh, and, and all this stuff can be found um, any of our bio links right. on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, etc. We have uh, a link tree where the music video pre-save, pre-add and um, single can be streamed as well as um, we're going to be releasing 
like new live room and behind the scenes videos. All of um, our antics. All yeah. of our antics. Uh, yeah, we're going to be releasing those um, week to week. Nice. And uh, mark it on your calendar. Grab your tickets as soon as you can uh, for December 9th, Platypus, Native State, Misplaced Religion, and your boys, the Winks. Hey. We also want to say, too, uh, Platypus is not a massive room. Please, when the tickets drop, get your tickets in case you may not be able to walk up and get them at the door for this place. I just want you to know that. So if you really want to be there, please be proactive. You know, I want you there. If you really want to be there, I want you there. So, yeah. Uh, Well, I thank you guys for spending some time with me. Um, This has been a whole lot of fun. Thank you for uh, spending time with us. Let's not uh, let six years go by before we do it again. Yeah, I can't do that because like I'm going to be 36 at that (laughs) point. No, no, no. We have to we have to eat little Debbie snacks or have some Philly cheesesteaks way before then. Uh, You had me at uh, watch some Tarantino. (laughs) Yeah, we watch a Tarantino film that doesn't revolve around his love for feet. (laughs) Right. Be great. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you again thank for having you. us on, Mr. Mr. Shane Presley from Rock Paper Podcast, also <laughs> available at rockpaperpodcast.com. Uh, thank you so much. That's true. All right. Bye, everybody. Doodles.